that's a very important piece to understand is your podcast is like a business. And many businesses don't make a profit in the first year, the first two years, the first three years. Many people end up quitting long before they would ever make the money. That doesn't mean you can't make money. You have to have the business mindset of it. Hey, podcast people, welcome to Podcast Growth University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. Over the last five years and thousand episodes that I have been on, I have learned a lot about podcasting, what to do, what not to do, and the common mistakes that people, including myself, have made. This weekly podcast is focused on helping you grow, scale, and monetize your show. Every single episode will be focused on that. Let's do it. Podcast Growth Nation, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Growth University, where we talk all things podcasting all the time. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode. Episode number 50 was why your podcast is such an important long-term thing. I tried to explain the difference between exposure and absorption, but again, that is a new It's not a new concept, but it's something that I've been trying to teach a lot more of, so I don't really have good stories or I can't guarantee that everything connected the way that I wanted it to, but again, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible with what a podcast journey looks like, right? This is a podcast about podcasts, but not every episode that I produce is going to crush it out of the park because a lot of it is maybe my first time talking about it or me trying something new, so... My goal in the imperfections is to show that that can be expected on your end as well. Today, I'm very excited about this episode. For episode number 51, why most shows never make money. So as I've mentioned many times on this show, and if you listen, maybe I have been a guest on your show, I have been a guest on many, many, many shows over the last five years. Really over the last two. That's when we really put in a lot of effort. And most of the podcasts I go on they're not making any money. The vast majority of podcasts will never make money. That's just the way it works, right? You got to think of it from the aspect of if you only do one episode and quit, you're not going to make money. It doesn't work that way. So today I want to talk about what I I see as three of the biggest mistakes when it comes to making money. And I talked about it in a previous episode where I I touched on the fact that I was going to talk about courses versus coaching. And I know I've talked about that before, but I want to try to connect that in a nice way in this episode. So think of it, I think of it from this frame, the, the number one reason, honestly, the number one reason most people don't make money from their podcast is they are doing what is easy for them, not what is best for their audience. They are doing the thing that is most easy, right? It's the thing that takes the least amount of effort. It's the thing that makes them the most money, whatever it may be but it's not the thing that's actually best for the audience. Now, here's the interesting part of that. Usually, what's best for the audience in the very beginning is not going to pay you anyway. So, I think of it from the aspect of with our other show, Next Level University, we used to do a weekly live podcast where we would go live in our Facebook group every single week. And I think we did it for, I don't It was over 100 weeks. It might have been like 140. I don't remember exactly how long we did it for. But a lot of people wouldn't do that because it doesn't seem to serve them. It wasn't the easiest thing. It was challenging. That was one of the hardest things we did. But it was also one of the most valuable things for the audience. 
eventually, I'm sure we got clients from that, but we never would have in the beginning. So just the shift of, it's not about you. We talked about that in a previous episode. If you're making the mistake of saying, what is best for me? Unless what is best for you is what's best for your audience as well, you might be leaving opportunity and potential money on the table later on. This is where the courses versus coaching comes in. I was talking to a client the other day and this client said, I really need to make money before September. So let's just say I really need to make money in the next three months. And I said, awesome. How do you want to make the money? And this is a conversation we've been having for a while. And he said, well, my goal is to make money with courses. And I said, I got to be real with you. I got to be real with you. Right now you're getting around 300 to 500 downloads per episode. I said, you got to understand the course thing for you, you might make some money, but it's not going to be the amount of money you want. It's most likely not going to be life-changing money. We got to get you coaching. We have to get you coaching because the courses is easier. You record it once, you put it up on your website, you charge whatever you're going to charge for it. And then hopefully people download it and you get paid while you sleep. Love it. Awesome. I love that approach. Unfortunately, that's usually not the first approach that's going to work the best. That's usually something you can do later on. Now, Are there anomalies? Are there people who have built their businesses on courses? Sure, absolutely. But I told this client, I said, it's most likely not going to work the way you think. I've just seen it so many times. I've seen it with courses. I've seen it with group coaching. I've seen it with live events. I've seen it with speaking events. It doesn't work the way you think. That's why I always go coaching first. So I said, you got to start coaching. The course has gone live and nothing has happened Again, to be expected, it doesn't surprise me. One of the reasons a lot of people don't make money is because they think, oh, you know, I I tried a course and it didn't make any money. I tried group coaching. I couldn't get enough people. That's because you're trying to do the easiest thing, not the most valuable. One-on-one coaching is the most valuable thing you can do. It's way more valuable than group coaching because you're able to talk to one person about one problem and solve it in one specific way. Now, group coaching is valuable, but it's not as valuable from the perspective of you're talking to 10 people at once. It's not as specific as it could be. Now, is recording a course that takes a couple hours and then putting it up on a website and having it live forever easier? Yes. Is it more scalable? Yes. But it also isn't as valuable and is usually harder to sell in the beginning. So, Doing the easy thing for you versus doing the right thing for your audience, the best thing for your audience, the most valuable thing for your your audience, that is a huge one I see. And that's why, think of it this way, if you came to me today and you said, I have a podcast, let's just say I have a podcast about fitness, okay, and I want to make money, I would tell you this, I want you to reach out to five people you know who listen to your show and I want you to start coaching them for free. And I want you to do four coaching sessions for free with them. And at the end of the the fourth session, say, hey, I really enjoyed this. This has been amazing. I hope you found value. If you'd like to keep going, it's going to be whatever, $50 a call, whatever it is, whatever you feel is a good price point to start. Because you've already added value and the opportunity and the likelihood of somebody to say yes and keep going is probably higher than you just messaging somebody cold and saying, hey, uh, come work with me one-on-one or, hey, download my course or, hey, join group coaching. It's hard, right? It's maybe one of the hardest things for you to coach people for free, but it's one of the most valuable things you can do for the audience. And eventually when the time comes and you say, hey, 
can't do this for free anymore, you might end up getting clients. That's how we started our coaching business. I coached five people for free for, I think, two months. And at the end of the two months, I said, hey, I can't do this for free anymore because we're doing more episodes and we're getting more opportunities. What do you think of $50 a week? So I went from $0 a week to $250 a week. And again, at at that time for me, that was life-changing money because I was so broke. That might not be life-changing money for you, but that's the beginning of monetization. And then from there, you can figure out, you know, how you want to grow and what prices you should be charging and all that stuff. But that really is one of the biggest things I see. We choose the easy route for us, not the valuable route for the people we're serving. Think of this. And if you're younger, if you're only 18 to 20, you might not, this might not land. But there used to be a day where you would order something online and it would get to you when it got to you. You didn't really know. It might be a week, might be two weeks. Who knows? We don't know. With Amazon, it comes in two days. Sometimes it comes in one day. Sometimes it comes in the same day. That probably wasn't super easy for Amazon, right? If you think about the places that you like the most, they have made your experience the easiest. AKA, they've also been very, very valuable to you, even though on the other end, it's been a challenge for them to do. So I just want to throw that out there. So that's part one. Part two a lot of this is i get this so often people are far more focused on supply than demand so what does that mean supply and demand is just kind of like an economic thing that basically keeps the economy running demand is the amount of attention you have on yourself the amount of desire you have to your podcast your product how many people want to work with you is demand. How many people are demanding the opportunity to work with you? Supply is your ability to fulfill the demand. So if a thousand people want to buy your cell phone and you only have a hundred phones, the demand is very, very high and the supply is very, very low. So people can jack up the prices. Well, who really wants this phone? Instead of a hundred dollars, we're going to make it a thousand dollars. How many of those people might actually buy it? you might get more people to buy that, right? That's why when there's not a lot of houses on the market, usually the houses are more expensive because the supply is really low, but the demand is really high. Hi, I'm Jennifer Hurwitz. So last year I wanted to quit everything. I wanted to throw in the towel. I wanted to hang up my microphone and Kevin said, no, Kevin said, keep going, Jen, you've got this. And oh my God, I'm gonna cry. And I did. Um, coaches need coaches, yo, and working with Kevin has been one of the best experiences of my life. Oh my God, I'm crying. Kevin, you are the best. I could not do this without you. And, um, thank you. Thank you for being you and the amazing human that you are. What I see oftentimes with people is they'll say, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to be coaching a hundred people. It's not sustainable. I don't want to be on coaching calls all day. I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to be doing that. And I always say, look, you are thinking way more about the demand than the lack of current supply. Don't worry. You're not going to get 10 clients overnight. It's not going to happen, especially in the beginning. And if it does, that's a good problem to have because then we can create the systems to actually make that work. I was talking to somebody about this the other day where I said, look, you're so focused on getting more listens that you're not serving the people who are currently listening. You're so focused on getting more people to come listen that you're not running the system to actually grow the show. This is kind of the same thought where 
you run the system until you have enough demand and then you revisit the supply. So just as an example, and I just kind of mentioned it, somebody will say to me, I don't want to do one-on-one coaching. It's going to take up way too much of my time. Okay. Understand, completely understand. What if you just said, you know what? I'm going to go focus on getting one client and I'm going to make $150 an hour to coach that client or whatever it is, however much it is. Cool. Let's see what happens there. When you have that level of demand, let's see how easy it is to supply. Cool. It might be easier than you think. Then let's figure out if you can go get another client. And then let's get to three or four or five clients and then figure out if you can actually sustain it. Figure out if that's sustainable for you from a place of supply. A lot of us just assume, well, I can't supply that. It doesn't mean you shouldn't try creating the demand because when you do create the demand, you might come up with creative ways to solve that problem. So think of it this way. Say you say, I'm going to go get as many clients as I can. And you end up getting 10 clients. And you say, you know what? I cannot do this one-on-one anymore. There's far too much demand. I don't have enough supply. Then what you can do is you can try to convert those 10 people into group coaching. You already have 10 people who are interested in coaching. We know that. If anything, group coaching might be even a little bit easier because it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be less commitment. And it's probably less intimidating. So instead of having 10 one-on-one clients, you have one group coaching group of 10 people that maybe you only have to show up once a week for. So you break the 10 coaching calls that you were doing every week into one large coaching call that you do every week, okay? So instead of doing 40 calls a month, you're doing four. Awesome. But that would never really, you might not understand that, you might not get to that point if you didn't first have the demand of those people. So understanding that supply is obviously important, but most people aren't successful because they're not creating enough demand, not because they don't have enough supply. And again, if you have any deeper questions, please shoot me a message because I understand if I might not be simplifying it enough, but that's really another big one. That's another big one. And then here's the, here's the last thing I would say. Most people don't treat their podcast like a business. I know we've talked about that in many episodes, but I'm seeing that now more than ever where it's almost like if I get a hundred downloads, I'll be happy. Or when I get to a thousand downloads, I'll be happy. Or if I don't get to X amount of downloads by this date, I'm going to quit. If I don't get to X amount of dollars by this date, I'm going to quit. You're setting yourself up for failure. It's, it's almost like if getting into a relationship to see if the relationship works versus getting into a relationship with the thought process and intention of having a successful relationship. Those are two very different relationships. So that's been a big one I've seen is you're almost backing yourself into a corner and saying, if I don't accomplish X level of success by Y date, I'm going to quit. We didn't make any money for the first two years. It was pretty much, it was $0 and then it might've been I don't know, it might have been $8,000 the second year, and then I think the third year we made $75,000, and then it kept growing, it kept growing, but if we quit in year one or year two, we never would have made the $75,000, and we'd never be where we are today. That's a very important piece to understand is, your podcast is like a business, and many businesses don't make a profit in the first year, the first two years, the first three years. Many people end up quitting long before they would ever make the money, but it doesn't mean you can't make money, you have to have the business mindset of it. So 
that's a big one is you have to treat your podcast like a business, but also you have to learn about business. The podcasts that tend to make money are the ones who understand business, right? They understand that there's a lot that goes into this. I'm going to have to hire a team eventually and all of these things. My time is valuable and I have to delegate and all that stuff. But if you don't have those fundamentals, it's going to be hard to understand that at the end of the day, a podcast is just a business. It's, it's marketing and it's lead gen. And there's a lot of things that go into that, but it is fundamental to understand the business part of it because that's really what you're creating. And then I'll add a bonus one. Most shows never make money because they think they're going to make money from sponsorships and ads. They think they're going to make money directly from the podcast. When in reality, you're going to make money from having one-on-one conversations with your audience adding value to them, and some of them will want you to add even more value in exchange for money. The number of one-on-one conversations you're having usually is going to dictate the amount of success you have, especially in the beginning. And when I say beginning, I'm talking year one, two, three. Yeah, year one, two, and three. I know three years in probably seems like a giant amount of time, but it's not that much, all things considered. I mean, if you plan on podcasting for a long period of time, three years in isn't, isn't a ton. So even rebuilding the relationship with the amount of time you have into your podcast is helpful. Yeah, we're six years in, but, but it's not that long if you think about it. I mean, that's, you know, some degrees take six years to get. So yeah, now maybe we've graduated from the previous level that we were at, but there's a bunch of more levels we have to get to. So that's another really, really big one. The time perspective, the time perspective is very, very, very important. And the understanding that most, most of us are not going to have the privilege to have people just reaching out cold, giving us money. It's going to have to be one-on-one conversations. It's going to have to be sales. A lot of clients I work with, I say, Hey, we just have to practice sales. I'm not saying you go out and try to sell people things. I'm saying when you're talking to somebody in your audience, in your community, you have to figure out what is a problem that you can help them solve. And sometimes you you can't, right? You're not always going to get a client. But understanding what is your relationship with sales? Can you take the word sales and then replace it with help? Would that be more beneficial for you? That's something a client and I did on a recent call. I don't want you to think you have to sell people. I want you to know that you want to help people. And if you want to help somebody, you have to get them to make a decision. So that's really all sales is at the end of the day. So that would be a an extra bonus one is what is your relationship with sales? Most people, especially podcasters, don't really know what it is. And they they hope and they're hopeful understandable. I was at the beginning too, that when you have a podcast, people are just going to reach out to you and try to give you money. Again, some shows that happens to the vast majority of shows. It doesn't. So I don't want you to think, Oh my goodness, I just couldn't make money with my podcast. Maybe you're just not doing the right things yet. So those are the big ones I've seen. You focus more on supply than demand, doing the easy thing for you, not the best thing for your audience, understanding sales, you know, really understanding that and leveraging that. Uh, treating your podcast like a business, understanding business. Those are the big things. Because this is really the interesting thing. All a podcast is, is another way to add value. Really, right? There's YouTube channels, there's podcasts, there's social media channels, there's books, there's audiobooks. There's a lot of ways you can add value. A podcast is just a different way to do it. And it's a different thing to add to your business. But if you don't understand how the podcast connects to social media and, and the podcast connects to the stuff below it, 
it's that fundamental business understanding can hold you back as well. So these are the most important things. These are why most shows never make money. And this has been a really big learning curve for me as somebody who started this out with no business understanding. I absolutely hated sales, did not want to do it, was not good at it, felt like I was bad for wanting to make money. Like I really overcame a lot of those internal blocks as much as the external resistance around me. So I understand very much that a lot of us start this for impact, of course, of course. But if you want the impact to continue, if you want to impact people for a long period of time, if you want to make this your full-time thing, you need to find a way to make money, even if it feels weird. Now, I trust that if you're listening to this, you're a heart-driven, character-driven human being who's going to do it in the service of others and not to the detriment of others, right? I, I trust that, but that's a relationship, an internal relationship you have to have with success and sales and money and numbers and all that. As always, if something broke loose in this episode for you and you're saying, I really want to talk more about coaching, I'd love to know how to coach, how do I get clients, how do I build demands, how do I create supply, how do I determine what is best for my audience, please reach out for a free 30-minute podcast breakthrough session. It's basically a free coaching call. That's it. I'm not going to sell you on anything. We're not going to talk about numbers, any of that stuff. I just want to add value to you. That is my goal. Next week for episode number 52, we are going to answer a simple but powerful question. Is it bad to be quote unquote obsessed with your numbers? I have seen this in many podcast Facebook groups. I've talked to many clients about it, so I'm excited for that episode. That will be our 52nd episode, one year in. Grateful for you all. Very, very, very grateful. Couldn't do it without you. As always, I love you all very much. I appreciate you all very much. Keep on crushing it. Keep on podcasting. And we will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Growth University. If you found value in this episode, please take a couple of seconds and leave a review in the link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at neverquitkid. I am happy to answer any and all questions you have. We'll talk to you on the next episode.